Well, welcome, welcome everyone to New Covenant Worship Center. We are live here in the building this morning. Thank you all for joining us on YouTube, on Facebook. Welcome this morning. Listen, I know it's an awesome day today. It's the fifth Sunday in this month of January. God has graced us already to see the 29th day of this year. You ought to give God thanks that you're still here. Amen. I've heard reports of people in their 40s dying this week or last week. I'm telling you, God is so good to us. And we have to thank God for every breath that he yeah. gives us every moment, every second of the day yeah. that you're in the land of the living. You ought to give God some praise. Amen. So listen, we welcome you all here, amen. We're going to open up in prayer, allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. I'm telling you, there's a mighty prophetic move that God has in my spirit. I've been up in the middle of the night and God has been ministering some things to me. And I just believe God, for he's going to move in a mighty way on today. So I want you to bring in your hearts and bring in your minds and have a spirit of expectation this morning that God is going to do something miraculous, that God's going to do something amazing and great in this house. So come on, let's give God another hand praise, amen. Those of you all who got two good legs, if you can stand to your feet as we offer prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day on today, God. We thank you for your health and strength, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy on today, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for this time, Lord, that we can come in prayer, God, that we can come into your presence, God, to worship you, to praise you, to honor you on today, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your grace today, Father God. We thank you for your love and kindness toward us, Father God. And Lord, we just welcome your presence in this place on today, Father God, as we come to worship you, Father God, as we come to exalt you and lift you up on today, Father God. Lord, we need your presence like never before, Father God. Lord, we need a touch from you on today, Father God, that you will bring forth your healing power, God, your deliverance power, God, that you will bring forth strength, God, for those who are in a place of weariness, God, that you will uplift their spirits on today, Father God, that you will remove the spirit of heaviness, God, and they will put on the garment of praise on today, Father God. We release that grace today, Father God. We release that power today, Father God. We release that glory right now in the name of Jesus, God, that Lord, you will begin to stir up this atmosphere, Father God, that Lord, our hearts and minds, God, will be in tune with your Holy Spirit on today, Father God. Remove the distractions, God. Remove anything that will bring us off focus on today, Father God. Let us keep our minds stayed on you on today, Father God, that you may keep us in perfect peace on today, Father God. We decree miracles today, God. We decree that signs and wonders are following us as believers on today, Father God. We decree your blessings over our life on today, Father God, that you will stir us up like never before, Father God. Stir up your gift of the prophetic, God. Stir up healing in this place, God. Stir up deliverance and change and transformation in our hearts today, Father God. Allow your word to come alive unto us on today, God, that we're leaning and trusting and depending on you on today, Father God. For you said in your word that we shall acknowledge you, Father God, in all thy ways, God, and you yeah. shall direct our yeah. path on today, Father God. Lord, we need your direction, God. We need your insight today, Father God. We need your power, God. We need your anointing, Father God. We need your strength on today, Father God. Lord, stir us up, Father God. Take us higher in you on today, Father God. Lord, we release, God, everything that's not like you on today, Father God. We begin to cast away, God, every sin, every weight that so easily beset us on today, Father God, that you will heal, God, that you will deliver our minds, God. Deliver our spirits on today, Father God. 
from everything that's contrary to your word and purpose concerning our life on today, God, that, Lord, we will stand in holiness, God. We will stand in righteousness on today, Father God. We come up against every spirit of carnality, God, every spirit of flesh on today, God, every spirit of perversion. We break it on today, Father God. We decree and declare, God, that we shall be ye holy, but you said that you are holy on today, Father God, that we will walk in that power, God, that you will keep us, God, and you will watch over us like never before, Father God. Strengthen your people on today, God. Those who are in a place of depression, God. I break that spirit on today, Father God. I command the joy of the Lord to be your strength on today, God. I command your mind. I command your spirit. I command you to understand and know your self-worth on today, God. You will know your value and your purpose in the earth on today, Father God. We break the strongholds of the enemy, God, that wants to lure you into a place of down. We lure you into a place of being in a dark place, God. I break the cycle right now. I command light to come into your bedroom. I command light to come into your living room. I command light to come into your spirit man that you will have the joy of the Lord. You will have the peace of God. I break the yokes on this morning God. I decree that we're walking in victory on today God. I decree that in this year of much we're expecting maximum results on today Father God. That you will begin to release your prophetic anointing God. That every word that's spoken prophetically God that is for your kingdom that's for your body of Christ, God. I decree and declare that we're going to walk in it, God. It's going to manifest, God. It's going to happen for your glory on today, Father God. That you're going to bring us houses we didn't build, God. You're going to bless us with wells we didn't dig on today, Father God. You're going to open up doors of opportunities, God. When man said the door was shut, God, you will begin to open it up right now in the name of Jesus, God. I decree the blessings of the Lord that make it rich, that added no sorrow to be upon our life on today, God. You're breaking financial struggle this morning God every person that's in a place of financial struggle God I release overflow in the name of Jesus God I command you to walk in the realm of Rehoboth that you have enough space you have more than enough you're walking in the year of overflow increase and favor God I decree those blessings right now in the name of Jesus God I break poverty I break lack I break the mentality of the stronghold of the enemy you will not fall into the trap that your aunts and uncles your nieces and nephews your cousins, your grandparents, your parents. I break the cycle today. I decree you to be free. I decree that your bank account will never be in the red. I decree that your bank account will always be in the positive. You will always have self-sufficiency. You will always have more than enough. I prophesy that we're going to give at the next level. You'll touch our hearts that we'll sow seeds, God. But you said that we shall give and it shall be given back to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men given to our bosom, God. I decree it over our life God I decree the favor in our finances God that you're blessing us God that people will walk up to you and bless you with $500 that people will walk up to you and bless you with a thousand dollars I prophesy that the mailbox and unexpected income is coming into your pathway God I prophesy that the promotions gonna open up for you I prophesy that you will make more than your counterpart on your job you won't even be qualified but God's gonna promote you I prophesy right now in the name of Jesus God Stupid favor, supernatural favor, God, is a run upon our life in the name of Jesus, God. Stir up the anointing, God. Stir up the expectation, God. Stir up that preferential treatment, God, that we believe it and we walk in it, God. I break the hand of the enemy today that he will not have what belongs to us. I decree the miracle working the power of God. And we're going to go up to the next level and we're going to give God some praise and we're going to magnify his name. Why? Because he's been good to 
to us. Why? Because he's a mighty God. Because he's a loving God. He's a kind God. I need you to believe God with me this morning. Give me just a little more value. Come on as the sound comes. Hey, hey. I want you to begin to bless the name of the Lord. Brother Jeremy's on his way, but we're going to allow God to move in this place.
Hallelujah. Lift your hands Hallelujah. and give him the glory. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Give him the glory. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Give him the glory. Hallelujah. Switch up, amen. Marcus can step in, amen. 
Isaiah can step in, amen. Mark and Mike can step in. Mike play the drums too, amen. So we thank God that we can transition and make it work. Amen. amen. God is faithful, I'm telling you. He'll give you what you need when you need it, amen. So I thank God for the praise and worship. It was truly amazing. Um, listen, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about what God is doing. And, and I'm in great expectation. I'm telling you, God is moving. God is doing some things. And if you would tune in to the spirit of God, I guarantee you, you get excited. Amen. I guarantee you, you would get happy. Amen. I guarantee you would not forget it. You would forget all about your troubles and your words and say, you know what? God is going to be all right. Tell somebody on your road. It's going to be all right. All right. Tell somebody else. It's going to get better. Oh my God, I think I got a church in here this morning. Now tell somebody else, it's already done. Oh my God. Jesus. It's already done. My God, my God. Jesus. I received that. I felt that. It's already done. It's already done. Come on, Deacon, it's already done. It's already done. Jesus. I love it. Jesus said it is finished. The apostle Paul said I have run the race. I've stayed the course. Jesus. It is finished. It's done y'all. My, my, my. Oh, I believe that it's already done. Come on, Prophet Victoria. It's already done. Come on, Sister Sarah, it's already done. Your healing, your deliverance, your breakthrough, your miracle, it's already done. I'm telling you, I feel this thing. It's already done. You got to see it by faith. Your need is restored. It's whole. It's already done. Oh, my God. Arthritis. It's already done. It's healed. High blood pressure. It's already done. You healed. Oh, man. I'm not going to get no help in here. Diabetes. One or two. It's already healed. Oh. That weak guy. That left eye is weak. It's already healed. Oh, I guess somebody got a weak left eye. Put your hand away. It's already done. It's healed. Oh, it's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Oh, I, I know I'm going to get you now. I speak to my wallet. I dare you lay hands on your purse, on your wallet. It's already overflowing. It's already paid. It's already finished. I got the deed to the mortgage. I got the title to the car. I got the deed to the business. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. I receive it. 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 I receive it.
You better believe God. I'm telling you, you better believe God. It's done. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Listen. Wednesday. I'm going to tell you how God's moving and how he's speaking in the year of much. Wednesday, I'm in my store. I'm in Family Dollar this time. And so I see this young lady. She's walked by, but I didn't recognize her. She walked by. I saw her. I went and did what I needed to do. Came back to my aisle. She was standing next to my cart. She said, can I have these boxes? I said, yeah. I said, you can take her. And she looked up. She said, how you doing, Pastor? I had to look. I said, oh my God, how you doing? So this was the young lady who prophesied to me in the Dollar General down the street, around the corner, <laughs> Apostle Coswell. And so she came up to me, we started talking, and she said, and she began to prophesy again. She said, I see the increase because of the seeds you sown. She said, in the seeds you just sown, God said there's increase. I said, I receive it. Now, I told her, I said, now you release another word, I'm going to sow into your life. So I said, your cash out still the same? She said, yep. Now, I was right there in the store doing the cash out, sending it to her. And I, she had went up to the register, went up to the front. I was going to ask her, going to come up to the front and ask her, is this the cash out? Show it to her. She was already gone again. And she was with her two daughters. I said, now how this lady move so fast? And she had a whole shopping cart full of stuff. And I said, God, you're just amazing. So I sold the seed and I'm believing by faith that God is going to bring the increase. See, you, you got to put seed in the ground. You cannot be afraid to sow. I'm telling you, I've seen God's power move and just sowing and being obedient. And you're thinking, I, ain't, you ain't, I, got, I don't have a thousand dollars so I don't have five hundred dollars so Sow as the Lord leads you. It can be five dollars and God will begin to bless your obedience because he's looking for the obedience. Are you going to yield to his instruction when he tells you to sow that seed and God will bless your life? I'm telling you what God will do. Amen. Amen. So I received increase, amen? amen. So when she came here and sold, I received increase. That's what you gotta believe God for. You gotta believe Him for it, amen. It's gonna happen for you, amen. It's gonna manifest for you. It's gonna happen, amen. Oh Jesus, it's already done. It's already done. So now that I gave you that, now it's time to sow. It's time for our tithes and offering, amen. I receive. It's time for us to sow, amen. And we're going to believe God, amen, that as you saw him, because it's already done, your person, God bless you, mother child, God bless you, I receive. See, you, if you don't share the testimony of what God will do, God can't move. You got to be obedient. As God was speaking, you got to know how to sow and move in obedience, because God's doing great things. Now watch this. Because I'm believing God for increase. Come on, man, where you at? Right here. I'm sowing into your life. This was just on top of the table. Here you go. God bless you. I'm, I'm expecting too much. I'm not taking away from the seed that was sown in my life, but I'm being obedient as the Holy Spirit told me to sow as I receive. So listen, I'm receiving that. So it's so you gotta know what to keep and what to sow again. Oh my God. Benny, 
I gotta receive his because watch. Don't go nowhere, Benny. Where my oil at? You get ready. Where your wallet? You got a wallet? Give me your wallet. Come on, brother Benny. Benny, you about to you about to get so blessed. Listen, I'm laying hands, I'm anointing your wallet that you will not have a lack slack day in your life. I decree and declare that everything you stand in need of will be made manifest. I prophesy increase overflow in your life. That you will walk upright. You will be a man of God. God's going to change you. He's going to transform you. He's going to make you new. He's going to build you up to be a mighty man of God. I decree and declare wealth and riches shall be in your house. I decree that God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It's upon you. It's on your wallet. It's on your bank account. It's on your credit card, your debit card. It's increasing right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, it is so. It is so. It is so. Now, listen. Listen what happened. You see that? As he sowed, now he started to reap. I'm, you, I'm telling y'all what's real. If you create an atmosphere, God will begin to bless. You, he sees because why? Oh man, y'all messing. Y'all already in my 3.30 message. The Bible says Isaac sowed a seed in the same year he reaped a hundredfold return. He sowed, he's already received. You all sowed into me, I sowed back, you keep sowing into me. Because that's the power of sowing and reaping. As long as the earth remains, there is seed, time, and harvest. Wait a minute, this just turned into a harvest fest? You better give God glory because this just turned into a harvest fest. This just turned into a seed sowing, miracle working, power of God anointed series in this place.
he's manifesting what he said he was going to do. I'm telling you, we're going higher. God's taking us higher. God's taking us higher. My cash app jumping. I receive it. interrupt our services and he's doing it he keeps doing it listen the Holy Spirit I was up a few times last night and this is just an opportune time to show to, to share this because I believe God, he, he said it's a prophetic move that's happening. It's a prophetic move that's happening. And I believe it's manifesting in the body of Christ. And so, God, I had a dream. I had a couple of dreams. But this one I'm going to share with you. And so, we were in church. And then we were in church for... It had to. It was a. It had to be a. It was a vow renewal for Brother Joseph and Sister Yolanda. Joseph was standing at the altar, and I had left my um, my notes at home, I believe. But I went to my office to check to the vows and various things that I used to marry people. So I went downstairs looking for it. Joseph was still here. Sister Carolyn was at the back of the door before I had left out, and she was declaring um, some things that we declare in the vows. Do not go into marriage unadvisedly. Do not go into marriage. She was praying. She was at the back door. And she was saying, do not go into marriage unadvisedly. Go in knowing and having counsel. She, just, she was just praying. I heard her. I mean, vividly. And as she was praying, and, and I was going down the stairs, and I went downstairs and I went into my office and I came out. I did not find the notes, but some type of way, Yolanda was coming in where my office is. It was steps. So it was like the steps wasn't here. The, the steps were coming from the outside and, the, and they were, it was high. It was like, it was at least 10, 12 steps up. And I was like, wow. And I saw her come. I don't know who, I couldn't see who was bringing, who was bringing you down. But you were coming down and, and I was like, come on, you got to get up there. And, and you were coming down and you came back around and we came back up. And then that was like the end of the dream. But I believe that a part of that is that God is, is, is crying out for marriages. There's a cry in the spirit for marriages because even as Sister Carolyn was praying, do not go into marriage unadvisedly. And some people have gone in advised, but they've fallen away from the covenant. They've fallen away from the vows. And God wants to restore. That's why it was a vow renewal. Because God wants to bring forth newness and restore the covenant. Because the enemy has come to bring us down. 
to a low place to make it seem as though marriage is not valuable. That's why I believe as Yolanda, she was up coming from so high. The steps were up and she was just coming down and it was like, and she was watching her step because the steps were kind of steep. And it was like, man, what am I, but it was, where did my office go? But it was just, the, she was coming down. And, and I believe that God wants to take us higher and take us to new levels. And not just even marriage in the natural. God said as we're married to God. And where's your relationship at with God? Because we need to renew our vows with him. We need to renew our vows with him. Because some people have become adulterous in their affairs. And God said he'll have no other God before him. He's a jealous God. And I'm, the Holy Spirit just give me this as I'm talking. And so we have to be mindful of what we entertain and what God, what we do as vessels of God. Amen. So that we won't become at a place where we lose sight of God's vows, of his covenant, of his instructions. And God said, I have people that are crying out in the spirit. They're praying. They're interceding. Just as Sister Carol was at that back door. She was praying. There were more words that were being said. But I can't recall or remember all the words. But I know she was saying, do not go into marriage unadvisedly. Don't go. And she was praying that. And God would use her because she's been married over 50 years. Even in the dream. To represent longevity. To represent that you can stand. To represent that you can make it. You don't have to quit at year 17. At year 20. At year 25. At year 30. You can make it. So God said, even renewing our relationship with him, God said, be open for it. So in other words, if you need to repent, repent. And say, God, I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to have mercy on me. And I ask you to fill me up to restore me and revive me again. See, so we need to be revived again. Because sometimes we, we, we just, even in the natural as it relates to the marriage, we become stale, stagnant, no movement, no growth, no change. And God said, I want to revive you even in your natural marriage and I want to revive you in your relationship with me. I want to revive you in my relationship with me because I'm telling you, the closer you get to God, the greater the, the, the intimacy, the greater the power, the greater the anointing. And, and I'm telling you, this is this is why you got to stay connected to God. Stay in tune with him. Because God wants to minister to us. He wants to break the cycles. He wants to break the cycles. So I... I Feel there's a I'm, you know, I told you if I remember a dream and it's that vivid, it's some purpose and for us to share and for us to have a greater understanding and to realize what God is doing. So believe God, trust God, and know that He's doing something, even in the natural. Now, some of you all need to naturally need to may may need to renew your vows. I'm talking about in your marriage. You might need to come before the altar and rededicate and recommit yourself to those vows. It don't have to be a milestone year. It don't have to be a five year or 10 year or 20 year or 25 year milestone. You could be married for three days and you might need to. <laughs> Let's 
Mr. Olive even laughed at that one. <laughs> Three days. You might need You might need You might need to renew already. Boy, you done went through some stuff. Three days? Man! What did she do to that bacon? Jesus. I mean, it must have been black, black. Burn that thing. So, listen, God is amazing. Let me tell you the second part of what, what God is doing. Evangelist, man, take notes right here because I need you to do this for me. It's just good we 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 in the presence of God, right? Even those who are online, this this is for the house, this is for everybody. So Evangelist Marion sent me a clip this week from Jerry Savelle. Some of you all may not know Jerry Savelle. Jerry Savelle is is one of the sergeants in the faith. Um, and likes of the Apostle Fred, Fred, Fred Price, who's passed on, uh, the Kenneth Hagans, uh, the uh, Kenneth Copelands, Fred Price, uh, Bill Winston, word of faith people, word of faith. And Jerry Savelle um, shared a message in October, and he was sharing what the Lord had given him as the word for the next year. So this was October 2022, and he was sharing what God had revealed to him for 2023. And he began to share that the year of 2023, he has deemed the year of maximum results. The year of maximum, correct, Evangelist Mary? Yes. The year of maximum. So it was the year of maximum. And so he began to teach according to Genesis 26. Yep. Same scripture that the Lord had revealed to us on New Year's Eve concerning our year of much. So he began to share and he began to talk about, he was sharing many different testimonies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the, uh, the, the, the video later on in, uh, through your email. But you got to, with Jerry Savelle, he's like Kenneth Colbert. They've been in, when you've been in the gospel for so long, they just talk. And you just have to be there to listen and grab what they're saying. Because they've been 40 years, 30 plus 40 years in the gospel. And so they'll talk. People don't even like sitting in Kenneth Colbert meetings because he talked talk for two hours straight and just keep going. And you, you will fall asleep. But that's a whole nother person. But he's anointed. You got to just hear because he's going to go on and on. So Jerry Seville was teaching and he was sharing different testimonies about this hundredfold return. As he talked about when Isaac sold in time of famine, he received a hundredfold return. And he said that the Lord told him, you know, in Old Testament, you, you'll see a hundredfold return or you'll see uh, this many times or times as multiplication in New Testament. But he said the Holy Spirit told him to when he sees the word times a hundredfold, he said he, he the Holy Spirit told him that, that this will be the uh, maximum results. So as I sow, I expect the maximum results when I see a hundredfold or when I see times time times, of, you know, whatever seed you sow. So I said, God, this is our declaration. We're in the year of much with maximum results. The year of much. With maximum results. Amen. So, Evangelist Mary, we're going to make some little whatever cards, have where you make them, get them laminated, get with Minister Oliver and, uh, and Deacon Jerry to get some finance, whatever you need to get it made. We probably need about a hundred of them just to uh, get them to everybody's hands. Because I, he, he said he's going to make cards with the year maximum on them for his ministry so that people can be reminded of it. Because you got to be reminded and keep the vision in front of you. 
So the year of much with maximum results is my declaration. It's our declaration that we're decreeing over our lives. And you got to understand this. Listen, and I'm going to be teaching this because the Holy Spirit told me I'm asking God. He said that when I go out to minister to the churches, he said, he told me that when he gave me the word year of much, he said to minister on that. And I was asking God as we ministered this afternoon, what do you want me to minister? He kept saying, he reminded me, I need you to minister the year of much. And so now I'm in these scriptures and I'm getting more and more revelation. And so in this year of much, and as we were sharing on the conference call with the men, much is not just predicated to money because we're declaring the year of much, much success, much health, much peace, much joy, much love, much courage. You, you, you got to understand that. But you got to understand famine is not just famine as it relates because in the Old Testament, there was famine where it related, where it was a shortage of crops and a shortage of, of food supply. Now you got to pay attention because where we are in 2023, there's a shortage of various things. Since the beginning of this pandemic, there's been, you find on the news, you'll turn on, it's a shortage of this. It's a shortage of that. There's famine in different areas. And if you're in a position where you're in a famine of you, you don't, you know, you feel like you don't have enough joy. You got to sow joy to reap that hundredfold return of joy. So you can't go around sowing evil. Amen. Because evil's going to come back to you. Because the principles are, that's the law. That's why I said, God, I said, God, I expect the year much and maximum results on every good seed I've sown. So you got to be specific. I'm trying to help you to begin to pray right. God, because you got to realize I pray, I, I've sown some bad seeds. God, I'm expecting maximum results on every good seed I've sown. Because, baby, if I raise some hell, I don't need that stuff to raise up. You made some bad choices, made some bad decisions, you sold some stuff that did not line up according to God's word. I don't need, I need that to die. Those seeds will not produce life. So now you got to have the power to say, I curse every bad seed that was sown. It will not bring forth a harvest. I'm going to walk in every good seed that I've sown and I expect the maximum results. Because this is what God is doing. When Jerry Savelle was teaching this thing, and I'm telling you, when you look at the video, you know, it's, it's going to be, some of you are going to get lost because just in the way his mouth, his tone, everything. But if you know him, I know him in, as far as is his spirit and understanding what his, because you know, because it's so much prosperity that he teaches. And some of you are ready because he got two planes and he got all this stuff. And you'll miss God because you'll be caught up in what he got. Don't get caught up in that. God wants us to have the best. If the football team can have a plane, or the superstar can have a plane, or they can do whatever they do, why can't the kingdom of God demand what they thought? I, I just believe that if Jesus was here in 2023 and he had to do some traveling, he was not born on a donkey still because he said, This is what I'm used to. No, that joker would have a jet. <laughs> Jesus would be flying a plane, a jet to get to where he needed to go. He ain't gonna tell me, I'm gonna come in and dunk this. I, this is what I used when I was in the Old Testament and this is what I was used to. No, why? Would you take a donkey 400 miles when you can get 400 miles on a plane in a half an hour? So you have to be able to understand how God is moving us. How he's taking us. So I'm telling you, I want much peace. So I gotta sow peace. Yes. 
People tell you, well, you always smiling. Somebody told me, I ain't never seen you mad. One of my coworkers, I said, well, you, you, ain't, better, you ain't seen me around my kids. <laughs> I tell everybody, baby, you got, ain't nothing gonna make you worse mad than them kids. Whoever ain't got none, thank God for grace. <laughs> but I'm telling you, them kids are pushing them, all them but all of them. Every last one, every last one of them, all them, all them buttons. In my best e-bonnets, in my best leg, all them buttons. <laughs> every last one of them. Because <laughs> they still your kids, even as adults. <laughs> Put that tenderizer on her. Put the tenderizer on her. <laughs> That's been a season. But but I'm telling you, that's what God will do. And so, as listen, as Benny sold, and that's why I was going back to with Jerry Savelle, and he's talking about the hundredfold return. And he said him and his wife started off sowing when they didn't have much. And they were sowing, they said, listen, I can't, the seed I'm sowing, I need more than a tenfold return. He said, I need more than a thirtyfold return. Because the scripture says you will reap some thirty, some sixty, some hundredfold. He said, I need the maximum. I need a hundredfold return on the seed I'm sowing. And as he began to sow and he began to speak those things, God began to bring it to pass because that's his level of belief. I'm challenging you to take your level of belief up because some of us are still intimidated by money. And you can't be afraid of money. You can't be intimidated by money. And you can't be afraid because you got much of it. What? Because see, some of, don't that, you got much money. You, if you can drive four Mercedes, that's your prerogative. You can afford it. Don't be afraid that God has blessed you because God blesses us. And I say that the former saints represent the wealth of any of that nature. But you got to know that God will bless you as your heart desires if you believe. Where you believe at. He said, so I'm believing for a hundredfold return on my seed. So every time, God, I'm believing 104 times. So then Benny, he sold $20 in my life. And now they told me, Mr. C, he got $250. So God has multiplied his seed. I'm sure, because you got, God will multiply. See, this is the evidence. This is the evidence of God. He's, he reaped immediately in his obedience. Because we spoke to his wallet. And God began to act on that. Just right then and there. And that's what you got to begin to decree and declare. Now somebody, what she just said, Benny is blessed. That's a prophetic word being spoken over his life. Because you got to understand something. You got to speak blessings over your brother and sister in Christ. Sister Benita, you blessed. Sister Justina, you blessed. You got Sister Gwen, you blessed. Minister Ted, you blessed. You got to speak those things over brother and sister. Because if we all in the position and we blessed, do you not know how much strength and power we have? We have all things in common. Everybody blessed. Everybody's wealthy. Everybody's anointed. And, and you got to understand that God wants us in every area of our life. I want my emotions whole. Jones got a new song. I'm, I've been running it out. He said, help me to control my emotions. Control my emotions. Help me to control my emotions. You got to you gotta get that in your spirit because your emotions will get out of line. 
and get out attacked, then you'll get into a place and it because your emotions will get you caught up. Yes. That's what happened to the young boy. He was an Alabama basketball star, 21 years old. The chick turned him down. You heard about it, right, Steve? Steve in the sports. A few weeks ago, he had just played a game on Saturday. By over after the weekend, he was in jail because he killed the young girl that did not take him up on his advance. That morning, we had just prayed about the spirit of rejection. It was the same day we prayed about rejection. And I seen that story on Charlemagne, on, on Charlemagne's page on the Breakfast Club. I seen that story. But we have to, it's, it's things that happen in the spirit. And Charlemagne was like, he was like, when we were coming up, he was like, if a girl rejected you, he was like, we would just come back with our, get our game much more stronger. We would get some more money or, you know, buy some more gear, or, you know, just come back with more stronger. We, you ain't going to take the person out. You're not going to be that jealous or, or, or that rejected to the place that if she don't want me, then, you know, hey, I'm going to beat her or I'm going to abuse her or whatever the case may be. And now two people's lives are destroyed. The young girl is gone and the, and the young person who, who had so much potential in college, all families is now, it's a mess. So we have to be mindful. Because the enemy is, he's, I'm telling you, the enemy is on, he, he's, he's, he's out here destroying people's lives. He's destroying these young men. To, to devour. He wants to devour you. It's something just to be, it's something when you get ate up by an animal. But when they devour you, there's no evidence left of you. And that's what the enemy does. He don't want no evidence you left. He devours you. He eats everything up concerning you. That's why he take your mind. He take your peace. That's why he gets you on these emotional roller coasters. That's why he gets you in your spirit where you feel dejected and you feel like, you know what? God don't love me. I don't come to church. I've got shame. i got condemnation. i got guilt. He, he does all this. He's trying to devour you. And he does it. One little bitty bit at a time. And that's how the enemy operates. Listen, y'all, we done had a good time. We got to take off, you know? What part, man? Jerry Savelle looked up 2023 oh, yes, yes, yes. He looked up uh, 2023 and he looked up the number 23 in the Strong's Concordance. And the word 23 means peak. Is that what it is? 2023 means peak. Means peak. The highest point. So we know the peak on the uh, mountain, the highest point of something. So 23 represents the peak. So when we declare the year much, maximum results, that's the peak of things. It's much of it. It's surplus of it. It's overflow of it. It's the peak. It's the pinnacle of a thing. And so that's what God is, is releasing in this year of 2023. And I'm telling you, it's not just, these are just now, the word has been established out of more than three witnesses now. John Hannah's church, the record-breaking year. We got Jerry Savelle, the year of maximum. It's lining up. I'm just, it's, it's, it's just the confirmation and it's just what God is saying to the body of Christ because we have to realize it's not just about even the local body. It's what God is saying to the body of Christ and where he's trying to take us as a whole because around us, it looked like famine, but it won't come now our dwelling. You're not going to run out of gas. You ain't going to run out of no food. You're not going to run out of nothing. You're not going to run out. You're going to have more than enough. Your supply. Listen, our supply is going to be so sufficient that we're going to be able to give out and share from our surplus. That's what we're going to be able to do. 
that, that's what we did. We just sold. We just sold out of our surplus. And look how Benny just moved into surplus. He moved into overflow because we sold out of our surplus. So as you sow out of your surplus, you expect a hundredfold return, a maximum result on your seed. I'm telling you, you got to believe it. Because God's doing it, y'all. I'm telling you, that was literally, I've never seen anything like that in all my years. That was a harvest fest. Everybody was just sowing, everybody just picking up seed and just sowing in different places. That's what God desires. But you got to realize, that's what we've been teaching out of the book of Acts. It's just the scripture being made manifest. So as we teach it, this is why you have to teach the word, read the scripture, because it will begin to give life to the thing right here in the midst of us. So this is how we see the signs and wonders. You got to preach the word. Amen. 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 Come on, let's take up our tithes and offer. Amen. If you don't, you raise your hand. <laughs> My God. That's a good sound. I hear that. Doom, 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 doom. That's it. Doom, 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 doom. That's the bass line on there. That's it, you hear that? <laughs> I like that.
Everybody on my right, if you're ready to give, you can proceed from the rear to the front to sow your seed. Thank you, Lord, for our time of tithes and offering, God. We thank you for every seed that was sown on today, God. We ask you to continue, the Lord, to bring forth increased harvest and a maximum results, God, upon every seed that we sow on today, God. We pray that you will bless those that gave, bless those that may not have had it to give on today, God, that your presence and your power will continue to rule, reign, and abide in our lives. And, God, we thank you, we praise you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Listen, Sister Barbara, I know you're sitting over there. We're not going to do announcements. Like, my time is real short. So, listen, those of y'all who will be with me this evening, uh, the address uh, I'll send out to you, but you should have got it on your flyer. It's in your email. Um, we're going to go over our devotion. I don't know if it's going to be Monday or it may be Tuesday, but I'm going to send out an email for a Zoom link. This is going to be on Zoom, and we'll go from there to go over our devotion for the month of January. Uh, if you had any questions, anything that caught your eye during those 20 days and that devotion on the guiding light of the Holy Spirit, um, you know, make note of that and we'll have a discussion and talk about it. Just be a good fellowship on Zoom. It's either going to be Monday or Tuesday. I haven't decided yet. Depends on how my day goes tomorrow. So that's pretty much where we at that's going on. Everything else is pretty much every, the same. Is that okay? Thank you, Sister Barbara. I want to move real fast. I know we got two services and um, we got two football games today. One of them is going to be already in progress because I know y'all excited. Y'all want to go. But let's look at Acts, uh, Acts chapter 6. I'm going to move real quick. I just want to show some things to you this, this morning. And, um, and then um, Prophetess Karen is going to prophesy and Prophetess uh, Natasha is going to prophesy before we go home today. Amen? Amen? We're in Acts chapter 6, the New Living Translation. It says, but as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. It says the Greek speaking believers complained about the Hebrew speaking believers saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the 12 called a meeting of all the believers. They said we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so brothers and so brothers select seven men who are well respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom. Make note of that. They're respected, full of wisdom. I mean, full of the spirit and wisdom. This is our this is our introduction to deacons. It says we will give them this responsibility 
then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Where can the apostles spend their time at? In prayer and teaching the word. It says everyone liked this idea and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenius, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles, listen to this, who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So let's stop right there. So here it is. The church is growing. It's increasing. So as the church growth is going forward, the apostles and leadership, there comes a, a rise of some dissension. And so they have to address it and to begin to bring forth some order. They come up with this idea. They said, listen, bring seven men who are filled with the spirit, full of wisdom and well respected. I need them to be on assignment. I need them to be put in position to have some duties that I that we as the apostles don't have to tend to so that we can be uh, uh, free to pray and to teach the word of God. Amen. So the body of believers were excited and committed to receiving the things that the apostles had to share with them. You we, we as believers, as lay members, you have to be in a position to continue to continually pray for your leader. This is one thing that I, uh, somebody uh uh, Apostle Abby Hilly was sharing this last night and he said we should be praying for our leaders to speak what God has given them to speak and that we will be able to receive what God has to say from them. Yeah. That was his prayer. He said he said they asked him they said what would you do in transition because now his daughter has taken on the ministry. He said what would you they asked him, what would he do different what would he do that he didn't do or would do more of to encourage the people as he as they transition. Now there's another voice that's coming to the people. And some people don't want they don't want to receive that voice because it's different from what they've been accustomed to for 25, 30 years. So he said the congregation has responsibility. I pray that the man of God, the leader, whoever your leader is, pray that they begin to speak what God says and pray that I have the ability to receive what God is saying through them. He said, because when you have when you get to that place, when you can receive what God is speaking through them, it's going to better your life. It's going to better you and it's going to grow you because you're in the congregation. You're sitting Sunday after Sunday or whatever, Wednesday or Thursday night. You're here to receive so you can grow. So our prayer is that just as I pray that when we pray when we, before service or different things, pray that the people's hearts are open to receive. Yeah. That's my prayer that you're open to receive because that's how God's going to plant. Because you notice when the word of God is talks in scripture, some was planted on stony ground. Some was planted on this type of ground. So your heart has to be conducive for the word for you to receive it so that it can produce fruit. And produce life in its due season. Amen? Amen. So, so the people agreed with the apostles in their decision and who they had chosen. And notice that they were in a position where they identified people who were not in a position where they had titles yet. But they were still full of the spirit and still full of faith. People think that once you get a title, then you become full of faith. Then you become full of power. No, the power should be operating in your life before you get a, a title placed upon you, right. before someone lays hands on you, right. because it says Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit should be upon us as believers. And so we have that same authority, that same power. We should be operating in that as God leads us and takes us to the next level. And it says they prayed for them and they laid their hands on them. So this now released the apostles that they were confident and they were comfortable that they were leaving the people in good hands. See, it's, it's important that as the church is established and as church grows, we have to know that we leave people behind. You're left in good hands. Yeah. When me and Pastor Vanessa are out of town or different things happen and we're on vacation or something goes on and we're not here, we know the ministry is left in good hands. Yeah. 
And people are well trained. They know what to do. They know how to handle certain situations. If something happens that, that's out of the norm, we can you can jump in and, and you can fill in. You can do what needs to be done. And that's what God is. That's what he was presenting. And that's what he established in the early church. He said in verse seven. So God's message continued to be spread. These things were set in place because you don't want anything to hinder God's message from going forth. You don't want anything to stop God's power and his word to be established in the earth. So we have to do what's necessary on our part to establish things so that they can maintain order and they can maintain functionality so that the word can go forth. It says the number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. notice this. That God's word was going forth in such power and so much revelation was going forth that some of the Jewish priests were even being converted. So they were moving into the place into believing in the resurrection into believing in the work of Jesus Christ after they were at a place where they were holding on to the law of what the commands had told them to believe according to Old Testament. Now they were being converted because why? There was a consistent preaching of the word of God. Evangelist Mary just shared with me earlier when we were downstairs. She said that one of her uh, the, the young man. She helped convert from being a Jehovah's Witness because during the school time. But God began to use her because God was she had the, the word of God to that had equipped her to be able to teach and instruct and begin to show him another way. But it was through repetitive times of encounters with that individual. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen one day. Now, it can happen. But a lot of times it's just your light. It's just your presence. It's just you doing what God is leading you to do that will bring someone to Christ. So now these Jewish priests were being converted. So now listen what happens. Because Stephen is at a place. He's full of the Holy Ghost. He's been serving. He's operating. He's working in ministry. And notice what happens. It says in verse 8, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power. I told you, 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 you got to understand something. We as believers, we're full of God's grace and power. You don't have to wait for the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher. You don't have to wait for that person. You are filled with grace and power. Yeah. It says, and they performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. Stephen was performing miracles and signs. You have the ability to perform miracles yeah. and signs. Yeah. It's not just based on the apostle, the evangelist, the prophet, the teacher. You have that same authority and that same power. All you got to do is believe. It says, but one day, listen at this, some men from the synagogue of free slaves, as it was called, started to debate with him. I told you, when you get into the flow and you start doing what God needs you to do, here come the debaters. Here come the, the naysayers. Here come the people who don't really believe. It says they were Jews from Cyrene, Alexandria, Sicilia, and the province of Asia. None of them could stand against what? The wisdom and the spirit with which Stephen spoke. So what am I saying? We as believers, we should be well versed in the word to defend the word, to be able to be able to stand when someone comes to try to pull you off focus. Someone that tries to bring you to a place of distraction. You got to understand that. I told you all from years ago, I was had been was a minister and the man and this man who I work with and people would talk about he was minister and he, he came in the bathroom and we were talking and we were talking. He said, what is John 316? Now, I had been a minister for a, a few months, a while. And I, was, and I was stumbling, fumbling. Didn't know John 3.16. Baby bro, let me tell you something. If it's in one scripture I never forget, was John 3.16. Because the next time he came to me and asked me, and we talked about it, I quoted and verbatim told him what John 3.16 was. Because at that moment, I was being challenged. And see, what happens is, in my local church, I wasn't being challenged with the word because there was so much foolishness going on. They were just preaching nonsense. 
So this is why we try to challenge you in this ministry to know the word, to be in a place of prayer, that we instruct you according to scripture and not just the opinion or the particular motivation speech that I have to give you. Because the enemy is out there to devour as Prophet, uh, Prophet Victoria was sharing. And if we're not ready and stable in the word, this is why I encourage you, you got to study the word for yourself. You cannot just go off of what you heard the apostle say. You can't go to no devil, apostle say prophet said pastor said no jesus spoke the word of god when the enemy was coming to him after he come out of that wilderness jesus said it is written we have to know what is written as believers you can't be a believer and not know what's written that's why from at that moment i spent years i studied the word on my breaks i was doing split shift at fedex so I would work in the morning. I would go in for work, making more time. So I, I was on the afternoon shift. But they would call me and I would work in the mornings. Get off with my morning route about 11 o'clock. My route didn't start till about 2 o'clock. I would go sit in the back of the parking lot of the Westbrook Towers in Westchester, Illinois. Park my truck. I had note, my notebook. And I would just go through each scripture. Taking notes on it. Starting the New Testament. Reading. Studying. Because God was depositing something in me. I was just a minister. I wasn't no pastor or none of that stuff. But I was putting in me what God needed for me to be in me. But I had to take the initiative. I took the time for my lunch time. So you got to take away from something. That's, if it's priority to you, if it's valuable to you, you got to be able to take time and make time. So that was my seminary in the parking lot in Westchester. Me studying the word of God, breaking the scriptures down. I mean, I had notes upon notes. Pastor Lee said it was notes and notebooks that were filled with notes everywhere because I was studying the word of God and depositing the thing in me that God wanted to do in me. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what was coming down the line, but God was preparing me. But I had to make the decision to take the choice and make the initiative. I can't force you. I can't make you. But my pastor, she did tell me, she said, get in your word. She would tell me every time she see me, get in your word. Now, she couldn't tell me fully what she saw in me but, you know, prior to me being ordained as a minister. But there were some things that she was seeing that I knew she saw after the fact. Because she didn't ordain me until I got married. Y'all missed that. Back the thing all the way up because it went over your head. I was in fornication. Why are you going to ordain me as a minister? Because it has to be ordered. You got to have a standard life of living. So when I, because like we got married in 97, I was ordained in 98. But I was operating in things and in the gifts of the spirit as far as operating in prophecy because she would challenge me. She would have me prophesy doing certain services. She would call me to preach the word at the, at the drop of a dime. We had morning service. I'd be back at 3 o'clock. She said, Jonas, you preaching. No notice, no nothing. Because why? She always would tell us, be always ready. So you had to, she was challenging us in that capacity. But it wasn't until I got to my second church when I was being challenged to know the word of God and to pray at the next level. That's when I begin to learn how to meditate on scripture and to begin to now build a repertoire. Men who on a prayer call, when we first started the prayer call, Brother Joseph, what was our assignment? I told you guys to get 10 scriptures that you would be able to hold on to and you could quote. Because you got to have some warfare in your artillery. So I had, I, I know scriptures. I can quote Job 36, 11. That's my favorite scripture. If I obey and serve him, I shall spend my days in prosperity, my years in pleasure. I don't know where all this is coming from. We're just talking, y'all. I'm just being obedient. Somebody need to hear this. I don't know where it's at. Isaiah 1 and 19. It says, he, he, he said, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. These are things that I begin to deposit in my spirit because I challenged the men. I said, listen, you got to have some things that you got to be able to find and quote and know because you're not going to always have Google. 
See, we're the Google generation. I came up in in books. That's why I got bookshelves. And I had to I had to go to the Strong's recordings. Now Strong's recordings is not even needed because you all you do is Google it. You can Google the Strong's recordings and find certain things, and, and you can just type it in and you can find it. But you had to be able to have the time and initiative to put into it. And so just as Stephen was full of wisdom, he didn't become full of wisdom overnight. He was filled with God's wisdom and he began to, it, they, it says none of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit of which Stephen had spoke. So now this is what happens. When they can't provoke him and they can't get him caught up, they get angry. So they persuaded some men to lie about Stephen. Uh-oh. So you mean to tell me as I stand in righteousness, as I stand for the word of God, that people are demon and they're setting up lies against me somewhere? That's what the enemy does because he comes to frustrate you. He comes to get you off focus. He comes to try to intimidate you and bring you to a place of shame. He says, so they persuaded some men to lie about Stephen saying, we heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. This roused the people, the elders and the teachers of what? Religious law. <laughs> it says, so they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. He said, the lying witnesses said, notice this. Look at how easy it is to get people to come together on a lie. But we can't get people to come together on truth. And that's what the culture is. We're driven on lies. I saw something last night. Ugh, never mind. I, I can't keep going. The lying witnesses said. Notice how the word identifies them. The lying witnesses said this man is always speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. We have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. At this point, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. At that moment, the glory came upon him because now Stephen is at this point in place where God's filling him because now God's getting ready to use Stephen to be a martyr. He's getting ready to use Stephen to be a witness of the gospel even in his death. Because now, I got to paraphrase, we ready to get out of here. In chapter 7, he goes on the defense. Stephen begins to talk about, from the beginning, Abraham. He talks about Joseph. He talks about Moses. He brings up David. And he begins to go through the scriptures and talk about. And he said, you are the ones who killed Jesus. And when he told them this, oh, they really got heated. He called them out for what they had done. And at that moment, they said they became so angry that they began to now stone him. But when they began to stone him, I love Stephen. He began to see heaven open. And he began to see Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father. So he knew that his time was preparing to end. And he was not afraid of death because he was dying in righteousness. He was dying in a right cause. He was dying for something he believed in. He was dying for something that he trusted God for. That he said, our eternal life belongs to me because I've been your servant. And so as he saw the heavens open and as they began to stone him, he began to cry out, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. And then as they continued to stone, he fell to his knees. Oh, y'all got to read the scripture. Read the next chapter. You'll see. He fell to his knees. He said, Lord, have mercy on them. They know not what they do. So you mean to tell me in the midst of you stoning me, I'm asking God to forgive you for what you're doing to me so he doesn't die in bitterness, in resentment, or in hatred? Oh, my God. Because why? I have seen Jesus seated at the right hand. I'm on my way to heaven. So you can kill me. You can stone me. You can do whatever you want to do. Jesus is waiting.
waiting for me with open arms. So I'm not concerned about that. I want you to get your soul right because I'm going to be with the king. There's still space for you to repent even though you're stoning me right now. Because did not Jesus do it at the cross? He told them, forgive them for they know not what they do. And the, and the thief on the side said, Jesus, I hope to meet you in paradise. Oh my God. You got to understand what God is doing. And when you become a believer, that when you really believe, we better thank God that we're not in the dispensation of that time or we're not in another culture that you were born in this Western culture where there is liberty and freedom of speech. We have freedom of religion. That there are laws that have been put in place where you can share the name of Jesus. You can talk about your faith. Because in other places, you don't have that same privilege. And so this is why Stephen, because I told you, as the book of Acts is formed, this is the beginning of the church being established. So you're trying to teach people out of some old ways that they've been accustomed to. So there's restriction. There's rebellion. There's, there's this animosity. There's this tension. And they killed and stoned Stephen. All because he was preaching the gospel. All because he was preaching about the way, as they called it then. The way of Jesus. And then when we get, the next time we meet, we're not going to chapter 7. Your homework is to read chapter 7. When we get to chapter 8, probably in Bible study, Saul was on the scene and he approved of Stephen's death. The church persecution began to escalate swiftly then. Because once you get away with one, the enemy is coming. So now he's like, okay, I got away with this one. Oh, I'm going to keep going. I'm, I'm going after you. So they started persecuting them more intensely when we get to chapter 8. And this is when we're going to meet Saul and we see him operating at this level of anger. This level of rage and resentment toward those who believe in the way. And so we got to understand that the enemy's coming to attack. And we got to stay right here. I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, God, do I move on to another series or do I stay right here where are the believers for next month? He said, stay right here. He said, because there's much more we need to share even in this book of Acts. Because we need to see this. We, we've been, some of this stuff we've been taught in Sunday school. You know, you've read it for yourself. But it's another thing. We can hear it on a Sunday. You can begin to dissect it and begin to hear the word of God at another place, at another level. Amen? Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. We did good. Come on up, Sister Natasha and Prophetess Karen. Get them each a mic. I want this young man right here, I want you to stand up. I want Justina to stand up. I need Sister Renee to stand up. Brother Rodney, stand up. Prophet Victoria, I want you to prophesy to a person that you're led to prophesy to. If you have, if you after they get done, just let me know. Now, Prophet Karen, I want you to prophesy to Sister Justina and Brother Rodney. Prophetess Tasha, I want you to minister to this young man and minister to Sister Renee. Now, that's it for right now. You go ahead, go first, Prophet Karen. Um, 
um, the Lord wants you to know how much he loves you. <laughs> he loved you so much. You, you sometimes you thinking, God, do you really love me? Do you love who I am just the way I am? God said he loved you just the way you are. And because you continually come and you continually come, God said he's going to take away everything that you're asking him to take away. There's things that you've been praying about to God. So God, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be this way anymore. God said he heard your cry and he's going to answer your cry. He said, but the one thing that you keep thinking, God, do you really love me? Are you really concerned about me? He wants to know, yes, I am. Yes, I love you. Yes, I hear you. Yes, I'm with you. And even the other people that you're worried about, and you're what, well, they're not coming where you're coming. He said, just keep following me. Keep following in my footsteps. He said, because I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to be with you every step of the way. He said, he wants you to know that. And he said, he wants you to study, study his word. He says, look in his word, look in his word for you, what he's talking to, to you. He wants you to hear his voice clearly. And the only way you're going to hear his voice is as you study his word, understand his word. Even after you have to read it over and over, one thing over and over again, ponder it over and over again until it gets into your spirit. Because God wants to commune with you. He wants to fellowship with you. He desires you to be in his presence. So continue to seek God as you do. Continue to come as you do. And don't let anybody stop you. Just keep coming. Amen. Amen. Just hear joy. Joy. God wants to give you joy. Joy for all your sorrow. Joy for everything that you've been through. He said he wants to give you joy. He wants, he wants you to be happy. He wants joy to rest upon your life, on your family's life, on your children's life. He said just seek him for joy. Joy, joy, everlasting joy. Not just happiness, but joy. That's what God is releasing upon your life right now. So you go into your secret place and you ask God to look out. What kind of joy are you talking about? What, what am I to, uh, to be seeking you for? What type of joy am I looking for? And God's going to dwell with you. He's going to give you that joy that you seek, that peace that you seek, that everlasting joy, joy that other people don't understand. He's going to give it to you and people are going to see it on you. They're going to say, what happened to Rodney? They're going to say, God has placed a joy upon me that the world don't even understand. That's what I see God saying about you. Peace and joy. Yeah. 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 All right. So, so Natasha, who are you going to minister to first? Uh, Brother Remington. Remington? Mm -hmm. Explain to him what you're going. Explain to him just in basic what. The word of encouragement is what it is. I said prophecy, so he, he understands. Oh, okay, so um, I'll be giving you some words of encourage. I'll be giving you some words of encouragement um, when I hear um, from God to give to you, or what I see 
uh, that God is giving me to give to you. These are specific words for you, for you to take in, for you to act upon, um, for you to seek further understanding from if you don't understand fully. Um, so Brother Remington, um, I hear uh, the word lonely and I know that you're far away from home, but I hear God saying that there's a, a Michael Jackson song that came in my, into my mind. Um, you are not alone. I am here with you. Um, he wants you to know that you're, that he's with you, um, and that you hear him speaking to you. So that right there, you just said, that's a confirmation. So the times when you're alone and you hear God and you're, you're uncertain of, of the voice, that's God speaking to you, giving you, um, directions making you uh, confirming things that um that you are thinking about okay and he wants me to tell you that there are people that are around you that love you and that welcome you in to uh their family their circle their family um their dwelling and he wants you to take advantage of that because you need that to do what you're doing, going into nursing school, that's very hard. That's very hard and you need a support system. And he says that he wants you to make sure that you take advantage of those that, you, that, that have put themselves around, that he has put around you. And he says to continue in all that you are doing, keep going forward, listen, for the direction. So when he tells you to move, move. Even if it's go talk to that person right there, a specific person, go do it, go do it. Because he is setting you up to where he's gonna put you in the presence of people that they're gonna be able to put your name um, on, on documents, I don't, I don't see documents. Documents that's gonna lead you into a good place. So it could be like, you know, um, it could be like, um, are, are you a part of the nursing program yet? Like, are you officially a part? No, no, I'm still doing my gen Your gen -ins, okay. So it could be like, you might meet the person, and this is just an example, it could be like um, your, God is telling you to go and meet, go talk to this person because they may be your answer to getting into a pro into that program. So I'm just trying to explain it to you so you'll understand that you may say, go talk to this person over here because that person might lead you to a career or a way to get a scholarship to pay, pay for that program. God told you to come here today, and I know that you've been blessed by the word, but you also got a monetary blessing as well. So God 
even in the midst of you coming here, being your obedience coming here this morning, he has blessed you. He's leading you to places where things are going to happen. Things are going to, um, things are going to happen and things are going to, um, like change for you. Your, your situation in the moment is going to change. So keep doing what he has told you to do. Be obedient. Move immediately. Move, move immediately. It's imperative that you move immediately because when you don't, you miss out on what God has for you. That's all I Um, Sister Renee, it is so nice to see you. You have such a beautiful smile. Um, I just remember because I know you got your mask on, but I had to tell you that. And um, this morning, I hear God saying, keep going. Keep going. Keep, keep, just keep going. I don't... There are some things that you want to give up on. There are some places that you want to walk out of. There are some people that you want to discard. There, there are some situations you just want to be like, I can't. I can't anymore. I'm done. I'm sick of this. And the weight is so tremendous upon you. The weight is so tremendous upon you that it's holding you down. It's holding you down to where you can't function like you're supposed to function. How God has created you to function. <laughs> he is saying, keep going, my daughter. I am with you. Cast your cares upon me. I'm here. Keep going, my daughter. Keep going. He says, I see you and I hear you. Every time you speak, I hear you. You have to keep going. Because there's light at the end of the tunnel. You've got to keep going. You can't. You can't stop. You can't give up. Mm, my God. I just keep hearing, just keep going. Just keep going. It's going to get better. It's going to get better because, and it's only because, not, it's because you're his child. Yes. So as you're walking, he's walking right along with you. Just as Sister Robin is right next to you, God is holding you. He's holding you, he's walking with you. The times when you're just sluggish and you're like, I can't go on, Lord. He's there pushing you. He's saying, come on, daughter, you got this. You got to go. 
Come on. Come on. That pain that you feel. You've gotten to a point where you don't know how you feel. You just going through the motions, but God says you got to keep going. Where you don't, you feel like you don't feel nothing. You've placed your feelings and your emotions to the side and you just feel stagnant. Just, I'm just here. But you got to come out of that. You got to come out of that. Yes. You're going to keep going. You're going to keep going. You're going to walk out of that, that dark place. You're going to walk out of that dark place. Come on, sister. Come on. I know. Come on. Come stand up. I know. Your body is tired. Your body is tired. He's showing you right now that there are people around you that are going to encourage you, that they're going to love on you, they're going to support you through this, they're going to hold you up when you cannot hold yourself up. You're going to keep going. You're going to keep going. God says when there's two or three gathered together, that He is there in the midst. So you got to stand up. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. I need you to just stand up. If you don't do nothing else, you got to stand up. You got to stand up right now. Father God, Lord, we ask that you will come right here right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Touch right now, Lord. Touch her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord Jesus. I ask that you will manifest healing in her body, Lord Jesus. Go through her body inch by inch, Lord Jesus, and just heal in the name of Jesus, Lord. Give her the strength, Lord Jesus, that she needs, Lord Jesus, to go, to go forward, Lord. You told her to go. You told her to go. Keep going, Lord. So, Lord, give her that strength. Lord, heal that body, Lord. Heal her mind, Lord. Let her know that you are there with her, Lord, that you will never leave nor forsake her, Lord. Help her to continue to look towards the hill from which comes to her help, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, let her submit herself totally, 100% to you, Lord Jesus, so that you can continue to work on her behalf, Lord, and her body, Lord. Do it, God. Do it, God, Lord. Do it, God, Lord. Continue to send those people, Lord Jesus, that are going to be her support system, Lord Jesus. Lord, we expect good reports from the doctor, Lord. The devil is alive. The devil is a liar. We plead the blood of Jesus over her, Lord, in her situations, her mind, Lord. In the name of Jesus, you have no right to this child. She is a child of God. You have no right to her. That's her mind, Lord. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Let her profess that she is going to keep going. 
you're amazing and we ex we expect healing. We expect it, Lord. We expect a good doctor's report, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Give her the peace in, his, in her mind, Lord. When the enemy comes in to try and tell her that she doesn't need to keep going, remind her of this word to keep going. To keep going, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Do it, God, for her. Do it, God. And it is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. We declare she's healed. It's already done. Lupus is healed. It's already done. We thank God for the words. Come on, Prophet Victoria. Is anyone you have to want to minister to or a corporate word, whatever? Um, God just had me to have me to prophesy to you, Apostle. You have heard in more than one avenue that you have us on the right track on what you said we were going to be doing this year in 23 the year of overflow and, and the year of Midian and the year of much. And when you were um, blessing Brother Benny and my husband blessed Brother Benny, I saw how the money was just flowing and it was falling out of his hands. He couldn't even hold it. It was just flowing. It was overflow. And God said, press down, shaking together and running into overflow. So know that you are hearing from God and know that God said, and I know you're doing it. You started us out this um, year. We're fasting and praying. When the disciples came to Jesus and said, we tried to cast out a demon, and how come we couldn't cast out the demon? And Jesus says, some things is done through fasting and praying. Yes. So continue to fast and to pray yes. and know that you are hearing from God Amen. and continue Amen. to look to the hills from where your help come because your help coming from the Lord. And in our lesson today, it was talking about the Apostle Paul said, I, I ran the race. I finished my course. Run and see what the end going to bring. Come on across that finish line. No matter what stumbling blocks coming your way, through your children, through your family, through your job, whoever it is, God said run and see what the end's going to bring. Press toward the mark of the high calling. Do not stop. Finish. Come across that finish line. Don't matter if you get there first, but come across that finish line. Yes. Hallelujah. Listen, we give God praise. Um, we get ready to leave down from this place. Um, you, you know, we have to do things and, and we just be obedient. And just as she said, just be obedient in what God's leading you to do. Um, Deacon Jerry, I want you to write a check to Minister Oliver for about $200 and he's going to go buy him a new bag and this is from New Covenant Worship Center Minister Oliver, the Holy Spirit this, that bag been on my spirit from since last year it's not, not, not nothing to knock your bag, there's nothing wrong with your bag that, that's your bag but I, I, I was, I've been, I've been wanting to do it, wanted to buy your bag, give you a gift but then the Holy Spirit just told me that he said the ministry will bless you with a the gift because God wants you to know that it's okay to do things for you and you make sacrifices for so many different people within your family and your home and for your mom and, and different stuff you know I, I, I know people pull on you in, in, in many different facets and, and you yet continue to do go on and do what you need to do 
But God wants you to be encouraged to know, you know what, you can sit down one day and go online and find you a nice leather bag that's going to, hey, that's going to bless you. You can carry your stuff in for church and the things you do for ministry. And, and it's well. And God wants you to be open to receive that. Um, because sometimes, you know, we just, you know, you know we, we're so used to giving out and doing different things. And it's hard for us to receive and, and even do things for ourselves. So that's a blessing from New Company Worship Center um, to bless Minister Oliver with a new bag. Amen. <laughs> So, um, let's stand on our feet. Any first time? Oh, I'm sorry. Can I give a word of encouragement to the congregation? Amen, yes. Um, I've been praying that the fivefold come together and it's for the purpose to equip the saints. And we're coming together. So I just want to encourage everybody that comes here to start stirring up your gifts within you. Yes, God. Uh, there's nine spiritual gifts. It's in 1 Corinthians 12. Go in there and ask God, which one of those are your gift? Because you don't be comfortable to come in here and just sit and get up and Amen. live. So Amen. if you start feeling uh, a nudging or, or whatever, you're not going to be comfortable because God ain't playing with us and, and we're getting prepared to go out and to compel men to come. This is not prophecy. This is just a word of encouragement. Yes. And I'm just doing my job as an evangelist. Because we got to be ready. So if you think you're going to keep coming here and just sitting, <laughs> okay. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Any first-time guests besides, uh, I see you said, Brother Remington is your name? Yeah. How you doing, man? Welcome to New Company Worship Center. Who invited you out? Uh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, man. Where you from? So, did your family move from South Africa or? Uh, just me. Just you? Yeah. So, you have family still in South Africa? Yeah. From Zimbabwe? Yeah. And you here at New Company Worship Center in Joliet, Illinois? <laughs> How did that, you know, I'm thinking about coming to America. How do you find that way on the. <laughs> How you spin the globe around and, and get to Joliet? <laughs> from Zimbabwe? <laughs> But God is amazing. So listen, man, welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. Um, I appreciate you coming out and fellowshipping with Brother Isaiah and his family, his mom and his dad and uh, his, his siblings. And I pray that, uh, how did you enjoy the service? I enjoyed it. It was great. Amen. So you're here in school, right? Yep. Where you go to school at? Uh, JJC. So you're at JJC. <laughs> and he came all the way from Zimbabwe <laughs> <laughs> to be at JJC to become a nurse. To come to New Covenant. <laughs> Man, you don't know how much it blessed me that you're here today. And God had a purpose. He had a plan. And I didn't know. I know she said your family with him. And I didn't know you were that far away. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but just be encouraged, man. And, and whatever you put your hands to do is going to be blessed. So just believe God, I'm telling you. So go forward. We welcome you. Uh, we got our welcome team. They'll greet you and uh, take you downstairs and, and get your information and bless you. Sister Sarah, real quick, make it real quick. What you got? Okay. Um, after your dream and after you were talking and yes. um, hearing um, what was said, I had wrote down what the Holy Spirit told me. And the Holy Spirit said that the body of Christ, and just like the marriages, had become complacent. Mm -hmm. And just like Evangel Marius said, pull on that and walk in it because... 
this the times are changing. Well, we got to get farther, deeper, and higher in Christ. Yes. And that's all I got. I appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you, Sister Sarah. Listen, God is moving. Amen. Go out today and expect this week maximum results. I want you to speak it and declare it. The year of much with maximum results. I'm telling you, this is going to happen and you got to believe it. So let's lift our hands. Amen. Where we at? Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for the, everything that our eyes have seen, our ears have heard. I thank you for the word that's gone for. I thank you for the prophetic words of encouragement that have gone for. And we seal them in the blood, God, that no weapon that's formed against those, those people who are ministered to shall, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. No weapon shall form against those who release the word, those prophets, God, that you sent in this house, Father. I pray that you cover us. I pray that you begin to lead God and direct us. Lead us safely to our next destination. Keep us safe throughout the rest of this day, throughout the course of our week. We call for miracles, signs and wonders, and unexpected income, maximum return, maximum results, God, in the year of much, much healing, much help. God, we expect for Sister Renee to be healed from lupus. We expect in that miracle, God. Congratulations, the tests were negative. Congratulations, you no longer have this. We expect that in Jesus' name, and we ask you to cover us and protect us and keep us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Amen.